All right, we are live. It's Friday. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. Check it out. Friday night. It's Black Friday in the United States of America. This is the time when all retail companies hope to make all their money and go into the black because holiday season is where they make all their money and all the rest of the year they don't make shit. I know I was a retail manager for 15 years or so. So all your money's made between September and, and the end of December. That's where all your money's made. All right, so we're live. Today is Friday, so we're doing the Law of One, right? We're still on the Law of One. We're on session 82 starting with the second part of that video, which is question number one six, question number 16. So everybody share this out, right? I'm going to do the same here once I get my uh, other monitor up showing that we're live. It says I'm live on the live feed to Facebook, but to verify that I always monitor another monitor and also that way I can monitor the chat, right? So um, everybody share this out. It says we're live. There we go. And I got the sound on. So let me turn that off. Okay. So, um, I'm uh, yeah, I can see the chat now. Wayne, you're here. Welcome. Whoever else is here that hasn't typed in the chat, hello. Welcome. All right. Share this out. Like I said, we'll get some more people in here. So, we are going to do the Law of One. If you're here for the very first time, I always say this. You can read the description, but some people don't always read descriptions and they click on things, right? So, if you're finding this on the MP3 version of the podcast... I guess I could turn my camera on. There I am, and it's frozen. So it might be going without a camera again this week because for some reason um, my camera keeps freezing on me, and it does that every now and then when the energy is just a little off. And today uh, being Friday and Black Friday and uh, a Silver Moon Friday, and it's going to be a full moon, I think, between now and Monday, uh, things get a little off energy-wise for me. And so I affect... Things. Oops, I turned it off. See how I did that? Um, I affect things uh, that way as well. So when I'm a little off, um, the things that I do are a little off. And let me fix this in, on the screen here. And there we go. So no telling how long this is going to last. So I'll probably end up talking. Uh, and you guys don't really, you know, the MP3 file listeners, they're not going to be listening to, you know, seeing me anyways. So here's my, my Christmas beard, my Santa beard. Right, every year I try to grow a Santa beard, and I was not going to do it last year. And the fans out there said, "What? No Santa beard?" So I started earlier this year. So look at this. So by Christmas, let me move the microphone. I'll probably cut the camera out by moving the microphone. But look at this, full on Santa beard, and I still have you know we have another month. So uh, I'll have a, a really really big Santa beard by the time Christmas comes around, and then I always shave it off after Christmas. Sometimes I get tired of it, but. Uh, yeah, my beard is white, so I can. And I have played Santa for those of you around the world. Those of you on the MP3 file, uh, you can't see this. So you don't want to see what my beard looks like. Uh, you'll have to uh, maybe go to my Facebook page or my try to get it on a video a version from YouTube or Facebook, and that way you see the MP4 file. So um, I'm going to switch over, and we'll just go ahead and get started. Uh, see if we can get through the rest of 82 and see my camera froze anyway. So let me go over here to where is it? There, right. Now let me switch out of that studio mode over there onto Law 1 and then come back to the studio on the other end and see the, what you see. Yes. Okay. So well, let me make sure. Hold on. i got to turn the soundboard up because that music file 
is really loud, so I turn the soundboard down, and then when raw speaks, raw is a lot softer, kind of like me, where I don't go, I don't go all the way, you know, dB out the scale. Um, raw does about the same as my volume, so I turn raw's volume back up, uh, you know, the, on the panel for the sound, so that raw's not low. But if I don't do that and turn it down, it reverbs out for that that sound bite, my intro music there. So, okay, I'll go over here and go into full screen. You guys can follow along with this. Oh, I started talking about it. So this is the Law of One uh, from the LL Research Group, and this is the video that I'm playing. It's from Muffy Moose on um, YouTube, and there they have the entire book uh, set to video, and, you, and so you can see, if you have the MP4 file, you can see the words if you uh, go into full screen. I'll go into full screen, so you guys can then, if you go into full screen, you'll see it as well. Um, and you can read along as that way. It's sometimes the way Raw talks, uh, you might, you know, th that's why I do this. So we can interpret, first of all, into layman's terms and into spiritual uh, terms what it is that Raw is is uh, talking about and how that applies to us now. Now, what are my credentials for that? I say this at the beginning of every show as well, or well, a lot of times I forget. Um, I am a minister. I'm also knighted by the Holy Roman Catholic Church. I'm a knight. I have a surtitle. That makes me a holy monk because of uh, you know it's a lifestyle. So I learned to become a holy warrior, basically a holy monk, and you have to basically be a priest. Only you're, you're, you're not a priest. And you can't be a priest unless you go to the Catholic seminary, but I did go to uh, another uh, Christian um, I went to the Universal Life Church in Phoenix and got my credentials as a uh, Christian minister. So I'm a, a Catholic minister and a Christian minister. Uh, so I have, you know, the background, the theological background. Uh, so this is why I do what I do to help interpret that. And I also have a background in uh, more rounded in almost every religion because of my father said to me, you know, when I asked him as a boy, we were we lived across the street from a Mormon church, and I said, you know, Dad, are we are we Christian? He said, you need to find that out for yourself, son. And I would say that you should go to every single church and learn their doctrine and see if one fits for you. And I made that my life's work. I actually did that and talked to every pastor, every padre, every bishop, every person that I could find, every priest that I could find from all these churches. Went and attended. Uh, you know, even talked to. Uh, you know, to the the Jewish uh, uh, priests at their synagogue, and the, you know, the, the and the uh, and the like, and the Muslim religion, and bought their uh, all of their Talmuds, all of their Bibles, and read them uh, to to understand more the world, and not just the Western world. I also did you know Eastern philosophical as well with the Hindu and the and the, uh, you know everything Taoism, Zen, Buddhism. The whole nine. So I've spent most of my life trying to learn and understand what it means that drives people to this ideology. And I've come back around to understanding what I called it the way. If you look me up on uh, on Facebook on my Orion Rising page, you see the description of the way. And that is what I have called it until I found the law of one, which was a, a friend of mine. Uh, who was an admin that was working with me, she said, because I was talking about it, she mentioned it. Then I said, what's that? She said, you need to, to check this out. She hooked me up with the videos and said, listen, you know, watch this. So I did, and I read the books, all six of them. And then I said, somebody needs to help interpret this because Don, the questioner, is a nuclear physicist, so he doesn't really interpret it very well. He does okay, but I, as, me as a talk show host, on top of all of that, and being Irish, we have the gift for gab, and I'm also an author, three-time author. So I understand how to articulate things to people and then understanding because physics was my major in college. So I do have a, a, a physics background, that scientific mind. 
I used to be Sheldon, and I used to talk just like the nerds do, and that's the way these guys talk. That's the way Raw talks. That's the way uh, Don the Questioner talks. That if you're not, you know, if you don't have that that background and that education, that mathematical, um, you know, conversation, that language uh, of the of the theory and the and the applied math that goes along with the science, then you might not have understand some of the things that they say and talk about to interpret them. That's why I'm here. We're on session 82. So now that that 10 minutes is out of the way, right, <laughs> let's go ahead and go over here. And we will uh, start with session 82, question number 16. That's where we left off with last week. So here we go. I'm going to go over here and go full screen, and we will start. And like I said, I'm monitoring the chat. So if you guys have questions, I will uh, answer them. I'll stop, and I will answer them. Um, I'll be stopping periodically to explain things, but if you have questions, feel free to ask them in the chat. So this is what the, the best part about catching the show live is that I'm actually here to talk to you and answer questions if I say something you don't understand or you don't really get it, even though I tried to explain it. I'll try to explain it better if you ask me questions. All right, here we go. So this one, as you can see, is the law of one uh, by a humble messenger of the law of one. That's what raw they the hive mind complex they asked that they put that down as the title and uh, and this took place on March 22nd 1982 question 82.16 questioner i guess i didn't state that exactly right what i mean is since there was no forgetting since the mind body spirits had in what we call the physical incarnation their full consciousness they knew the same thing that they would know while not in the physical incarnation. What was the mechanism of teaching that taught the ways of love in the third density physical prior to the forgetting process? Yeah, this, it, he kind of explains it right here at the, at the last part, okay? What, what they're talking about here, if you missed last week's session, uh, the other, you know, the first 15 questions, what they're talking about here is the time before it was like it is now. Here in the third density, the third dimension, we have the forgetting. That's the first one of the first. That's the first law, or actually confusion, and then the forgetting. Uh, one of the first few laws of the law of one, or the laws of the universe, is that in this place, in the third dimension, you have the law of confusion and the law of forgetting. Law of forgetting doesn't allow you to remember that you are part of the one, and you kind of feel it in your bones, and you're kind of there. And all of our doctrines talk about it, but we're not quite sure. And the law of confusion is that forgetting. The law of confusion is we really don't know who to trust because here is where you make the decision to be good or evil. So both live here on this planet and every three-dimensional planet in all of the universes, all of the multiverses. It is the way things are, but it wasn't always that way, and Ra had talked about that. So Dawn, the questioner, is asking now, uh, that question, right? And so the, the same thing would, uh, let's see, where, where does he go? Um, they knew the same thing that they would know while not in the physical incarnation. What was the mechanism of teaching that taught the ways of love in the third density physical prior to the forgetting process? So he's, he's talking now about that time before the one decided that we weren't um, progressing fast enough that we got lazy, all of the souls got lazy, and went, well, I'm part of the one, 
so eventually I'm going to be one with the one again, so I don't have to really worry about hurrying. So then evil was created, and the temptation of that, and everything that it entails that we live now all the time, was created so that we would basically lit a fire under our butts. Do you see? He gave us something to fear, death and evil. And therefore, because of that, we have to strive and learn from it, about it, and about ourselves, and be honest with ourselves, and that's the only way that we can move forward. So it helped us move forward faster, making decisions faster. Do you understand? Okay, so that's what they're talking about here. Answer, I am Ra. We ask your permission to answer this query in an oblique fashion as we perceive an area in which we might be evade. Question 82.17. Questioner, certainly. Answer, I am Ra. Your queries seem to be pursuing the possibility-probability that the mechanisms of experience in third density are different if a mind-body-spirit is attempting them rather than a mind-body-spirit complex. The nature of third density... See, so what he's saying here is he's referring to out-of-body. Your out-of-body spirit would be the mind-body-spirit. But in this body, this flesh avatar, you are a mind-body-spirit complex. That's what they refer to us as because of our consciousness, the mind, the physical mind, right? The body, the physical body, and the spirit complex, meaning, then he'll even say totality. Complex totality, meaning all of that as one. So here he's referring to like the Trinity, the mind, the body, the spirit is like the Trinity is to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? So the mind, the body, and the spirit, or the mind-body-spirit complex, which is this physical body that we are occupying with our soul in this mind, through this mind, through this body. And so he's asking what it was like before, and so this is why he's making a clarification, saying that you assume, or presume, the possibility, probability, everything is duality. It's not learn, it's learn teaching and teach learning. So that's some of the things that you need to understand about the way he speaks, if you haven't gotten that already. Here we go is constant. Its ways are to be learned the same now and ever. Thusly, no matter what form the entity facing these lessons, the lessons and mechanisms are the same. The Creator will learn from itself. Each entity has unmanifest portions of learning and, most importantly, learning which is involved with other selves. Question 82.18. Questioner, then prior to the forgetting process there was no concept of anything but service to others polarization. What sort of societies and experiences in third density were created and evolved in this condition? Answer, I am Ra. It is our perception that such conditions created the situation of a most pallid experiential nexus in which lessons were garnered with the relative speed of the turtle to the cheetah. Question 82.19 Questioner, did such societies evolve with technologies of a complex nature, or did they remain quite simple? Can you give me a general idea of the involvement that would be a function of what we would call intellectual activity? Answer, I am Ra. There is infinite diversity in societies under any circumstances. There were many highly technologically advanced societies which grew due to the ease of producing any desired result. When one dwells within what might be seen to be a state of constant potential inspiration, that which even the most highly sophisticated, in your terms, societal structure lacked, given the non-complex nature of its entities, was what you might call will or, to use a more plebeian term, gusto, or elan vital. Question 82.20 Questioner 
did such technological societies evolve travel through what we call space to other planets or other planetary systems? Did some of them do this? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. Question 82.21 Questioner, then even though, from our point of view, there was great evolutionary experience it was deemed at some point by the evolving logos that an experiment to create a greater experience was appropriate. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct and may benefit from comment. The Logos is aware of the nature of the third density requirement for what you have called graduation. All the previous, if you would use this term, experiments, although resulting in many experiences, lacked what was considered the crucial ingredient, that is, polarization. There was little enough tendency for experience to polarize entities that entities repeated habitually the third density cycles many times over. It was desired that the potential for polarization be made more available. Question 82.22 Questioner, then since the only possibility at this particular time, as I see it, was a polarization for service to others, I must assume from what you said that even though all were aware of this service to others necessity they were unable to achieve it. What was the configuration of mind to the mind, body, spirits at that time? Why did they have such a difficult time serving others to the extent necessary for graduation since this was the only polarity possible? Answer, I am Ra. Consider, if you will, the tendency of those who are divinely happy, as you call this distortion, to have little urge to alter or better their condition. Such is the result of the mind, body, spirit which is not complex. There is the possibility of love of other selves and service to other selves but there is the overwhelming awareness of the Creator in the Self. The connection with the Creator is that of the umbilical cord. The security is total. Therefore, no love is terribly important, no pain terribly frightening, no effort, therefore, is made to serve for love or to benefit from fear. Question 82.23 See, that's exactly what I just explained, so if you if you, you know, think sometimes I'm, uh, I, sometimes people say this to me, you're rambling a little bit there, I just explained exactly what he just said in layman's terms, right, prior to him saying that. So literally, if you got here early enough to hear me say that, people were complacent, basically, because they they knew that, the you know, they were part of the one. They had not forgotten that. There was no law of confusion. There was no separation. So the, the wisdom of the infinite wisdom of the infinite creator decided at that point, well, they but they know that they're me. Everybody knows that they're me, so we need to change that. And that was when the, the change was made and why. So put a fire under our butts. All right, here we go. Three. Questioner, it seems that you might make an analogy in our present illusion of those who are born into extreme wealth and security. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. Within the strict bounds of the simile, you are perceptive. Question 82.24. Questioner, we have presently an activity between physical incarnations called the healing and review of the incarnation. Was anything of this nature occurring prior to the veil? Answer, I am Ra. The inchoate structure of this process was always in place, but where there has been no harm there need be no healing. This too may be seen to have been of concern to Logwa which were aware that without the need to understand. Welcome Julie. I see you there in the, in the crowd. I also see, is it is it Luis? Hello, and Wayne, I said hello earlier. So if you guys are out there, uh, give you know give a shout out in the in the chat so I can say hello. I know you're there. I am here to take questions. All right, here we go. 
and understanding would forever be left undone. We ask your forgiveness for the use of this misnomer, but your language has a paucity of sound vibration complexes for this general concept. Question 82.25 Questioner, I don't grasp too well the condition of incarnation and the time in between incarnations prior to the veil. I do not understand what was the difference other than the manifestation of the third density, yellow ray body. Was there any mental difference upon what we call death? I don't see the necessity for what we call the review of the incarnation if the consciousness was uninterrupted. Could you clear up that point for me? Answer, I am Ra. No portion of the Creator audits the course, to use your experiential terms. Each incarnation is intended to be a course in the Creator knowing itself. A review or, shall we say, to continue the metaphor, each test is an integral portion of the process of the Creator knowing itself. Each incarnation will end with such a test. This is so that the portion of the Creator may assimilate the experiences in yellow, physical, third density, may evaluate the biases gained, and may then choose, either by means of automatically provided aid or by the self, the conditions of the next incarnation. Question 82.26 See, so, there, there's where, you know, everybody says that, you know, the, well, the All-Father, like in the in the Viking religions, you know, the skein is tied, the, he weaves the, 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 your line of life from birth to death, and there's nothing you can do about it, and that's what they believed. Um, however, it's not really true. Um, more of the other religious philosophical thought that we have free will is what's going on, and... Um, you know, here now we need to understand that everything that happens to us was designed by us. But we are the one. So in a sense, when they say, why is God doing this to me? They didn't understand. God's not doing this to you. You are. We all need to understand that. And we need to stop not being responsible for our own actions. The biggest problem that we have in the United States, I don't know about around the world because I haven't gone all around the world, but I'm assuming that people are people everywhere. Okay. <coughs> And, and given the fact that they base the IQ test on the, on the fact that no one maturity level is, it, no one's maturity level is above the age of 18. Okay, so that everyone on the planet, they are mentally only if they're, uh, if they're very wise, 18 or above. Otherwise, you are a teenager below that. You just think that because you're older, I'm an adult. But your actions, your thoughts, and the way you conduct yourself will tell whether you are an adult or not. Those wise men that you see on many different, uh, you know, uh, um, programs or, or sometimes on the news where they bring them in and ask them questions and you can clearly tell that they're nonpartisan, they're not, a, you know, a political hack, and they're not a mouthpiece for one particular political party or the other, and they're speaking, and they sound all of a sudden very wise, and they're very calm, and they're not making you angry in any way because they're not, they don't have an angle. They're being honest about, unless you are not being honest about yourself, then you would not get mad at these people, and there, there are, these men and women are few and far in between. But they are the wise people that you always see everyone go to and say, you know, well, we have this this gentleman on or this woman on, uh, gentlewoman on. And, um, you know, what do you think about that? And when they don't start yelling and screaming, even my words now are, are a little more abrupt than theirs would be. 
right? That's like when you when you see the Dalai Lama speak. The Dalai Lama is very, uh, very calm, you know, very cool, not raising voice. There's no reason to raise his voice, and he just talks because he has no political agenda. Okay, so he's also sounds wise to everyone. Why? Because he's older than the age of eighteen mentally. Okay. And that, and that usually takes a long time. That's why most of the time when you see these people who are speaking, they're older. Because it does take a lifetime to learn the wisdom and, and, unless you choose not to. I know many adults. I'm 53, and I know many adults older than I am that are, that are children, 12-year-olds, mentally. And that is the truth. Most people are not. And to the only way you can get past that is you have to actually admit that to yourself. Where am I as relation to maturity level? You have to be honest with yourself and take an honest look at yourself before you can grow to the age of 18 mentally or beyond. It takes a lot of work to do that because the first thing you have to admit to yourself is that you were not that. Now, you may have already gotten past that and didn't realize that, but that's not usually the case. Usually when you get past that, you realize back then I was a child. You know that because your maturity level is there now and you will admit that to yourself. That's when the ego is no longer in as much control over your body or your mind as it was then. And then as you get older, you you see these this... And that's when the ego, you know, I mean, I hate to use the coin, the, you know, the phrase that it finally dies. I don't believe there is an ego death. And I hear all of these people trying to talk about that. And then eventually the ego dies. And then I see the same person who did that change their hairstyle and grow a beard and long hair and wear a ponytail and start dressing a different way. And then they shave the, the beard off as they get a little bit older. And, but the whole time they're saying their ego is dead. Well, if your ego is dead, then you don't have you don't have the need right to to see unless you said well i just wanted to change the way i look because i was tired of having the same thing that's an adult decision well i wanted to look good for the ladies okay so you're that's an egotistical thing so you have to admit that to yourself it's not a bad thing we need the ego to grow without the ego we don't grow so the ego is there so that we have both sides of the coin you have your conscience not your consciousness but your conscience that's what tells you, wait, don't do that, that's wrong. And then you have your ego that says, fuck it, do it anyway. Right? I want that. So you have to have that natural balance inside your own psyche, that id that is you that helps your soul to, to ascend, to learn. That's what it's there to do. There are consequences for your actions. If you do something wrong and you get caught because you did something wrong, you knew it was wrong before you did it because your conscience said, don't do that. It's wrong. There are some people out there that have a mental disorder and they don't have that conscience. And they are just all about themselves. They don't care. In fact, they have the, those people who are evil get off on, on doing, controlling people and making them uh, you know, succumb to their will. They gain power and strength over people. That's what all of this is about. That's what this lifetimes that you spend in the third dimension, the third density, right? So there is a difference. You have to understand that because the reality of like, you know, your your mental state, oh, I, I'm on a 4D awareness out of 5D. That has nothing to do with the dimension you're in. The dimension that you're in, this octave is a three-dimensional. 
Okay, so you're not a four-dimensional being because you see things in a 4D light. The 4D that you're seeing is your, is your conscious. Your soul, your, your everlasting soul can ascend up to the fourth, the fourth uh, density of this octave, but not to the fourth dimension. Do you understand? So it's referred to as a density because it, the way that they, that, that they understand it outside of here. There's a few things here that we got wrong that the universe it has in a different way. And because of that we getting that wrong, we refuse and try to refuse to believe that thing is so. Okay, for instance, zero point. When it, when it refers to energy, in our lingo here on the world, the scientists call zero point that point which there is no energy void of anything is zero point but in the reality of the universe it's the opposite zero point is the point of infinite energy that's the reality of it so when you say that when you say zero point energy then according to the scientists that means nothingness and they will they refuse to believe that up is down and down is up that's why they'll never solve anything in the universe because first of all they don't believe there is a god most of them are atheists and they don't believe that anything is supernatural or paranormal everything can be explained in the physical because of that they will never understand physics they'll never understand the universe they'll never understand universal laws ever because they are close-minded children do you understand I know because I was in that academic world physics was my major theoretical physics I was starting to do applied my family is involved in that I have two nephews right now one graduated and he can become he could go to work for NASA and become work on spaceships or rockets or anything he wants to do the other one is following in his footsteps he's sending 17 or 18 now and he's already doing like fourth a fourth or, or five-year uh, um, math applied from college with tutors so our family literally we're, we're the you know we are Sheldon in our family we're a bunch of people that have a high IQ and it just so happens that we ended up in the same family okay and and no fault to our own I guess I don't know however because of that I've said this before my my oldest nephew my brother's because I have four older sisters, so he's not, he's not the oldest nephew because by far um, I have four older sisters and, ever, and like all of them have two kids and like some have two boys, some have two girls, and some have a boy and a girl. So there's many nephews. <coughs> so these are the youngest two actually, but the oldest one of the youngest two. Um, he uh, graduated from uh, college and uh, my brother was there with him, his, his father, and he said, now you can go to work for NASA and you can work on rockets. And he said, Dad, I fucking hate rockets. The technology is, is 80 years old, nine, almost 90 years old. He says, I can't believe that's all we have. I want to work on the stuff, the new stuff. And he understands what I understand. Where's the natural evolution of, of, the, of the science? If we went from horse and buggy in 1895 to the moon by 1965, where's the technological jump from 1965 until 2020? What would be the next step? If we could already go to the moon in 1964 or 5, whenever it was we went there for the first time, 
I think it was before that. But we were there in the 60s and 70s, right, with all those missions. If we could do that back then, where's the natural progression? The space shuttle, that's, all, that's the best we have? No, because we don't even fly that anymore. We're now we're using rockets again, right? So where's the natural progression? So there's a progression there. There's something there that we don't know about on the mainstream, right? Jerome says in the, in the crowd here, he says in the, in the chat, hi, Jerome, by the way, welcome, namaste. He says, truly an amazing and uh, remarkable, uh, and then he puts, um, hum, Cleveland, Ohio, <laughs> Buckeye State, USA. 20 all all clear on the planet earth right <laughs> right so so there's 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 got to be something that's going on right so i'm not going to get into that because that has to do with you know ancient aliens and the whole breakaway society which you'll hear more about on my other shows so this is the love one which is about that um but i try not to push it too far into that unless they're talking about it and here they're not they're talking about us and our connection to the one creator of the universe and um, how we how we navigate. Okay, so let's just continue with that. Questioner, before the veil, during the review of the incarnation, were the entities at that time aware that what they were trying to do was sufficiently polarized for graduation? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. Question 82.27 Questioner, then I am assuming that this awareness was somehow reduced as they went into the yellow ray third density incarnative state even though there was no veil. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is distinctly incorrect. Question 82.28. Questioner, okay this is the central important point. It seems to me that if polarization was the obvious thing that more effort would have been put forward to polarize. Let me see if I can state this differently. Before the veil there was an awareness of the need for polarization towards service to others in third density by all entities, whether incarnate in third density, yellow ray bodies or in between incarnations. I assume, then, that the condition of which we earlier spoke, one of wealth you might say, was present through the entire spectrum of experience whether it might be between incarnations or during incarnations and the entities just simply could not manifest the desire to create this polarization necessary for graduation. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. You begin to grasp the situation. Let us continue the metaphor of the schooling but consider the scholar as being an entity in your younger years of the schooling process. The entity is fed, clothed, and protected regardless of whether or not the schoolwork is accomplished. Therefore, the entity does not do the homework but rather enjoys playtime, mealtime, and vacation. It is not until there is a reason to wish to excel that most entities will attempt to excel. Question 82.29 Questioner you have stated in a much earlier session that it is necessary to polarize more than 50% service to others to be harvestable fourth density positive. Was this condition the same at the time before the veil? Answer, I am Ra. This shall be the last full query of this working. The query is not answered easily, for the concept of service to self he did not hold sway previous to what we have been calling the veiling process. The necessity for graduation to fourth density is an ability to use, welcome, and enjoy a certain intensity of the white light of the one infinite creator. In your own terms at your space-time nexus this ability may be measured by your previously stated percentages of service. 
Prior to the veiling process the measurement would be that of an entity walking up a set of your stairs each of which was imbued with a certain quality of light. The stair upon which an entity stopped would be either third density light or fourth density light. Between the two stairs lies the threshold. To cross that threshold is difficult. There is resistance at the edge, shall we say, of each density. The faculty of faith or will needs to be understood, nourished, and developed in order to have an entity which seeks past the boundary of third density. See, I want to stop right there to, to, to look at that. So, <clears throat> what he's basically saying right there is that when you get ready to cross over from the third density to the fourth density, there's a pushback, there's a resistance at the edge, shall we say. That's what his words, their words, um, of each density. So and that's an octave. That's a vibratory level. We, we, everything we do is, is harmonics. Our bodies, everything around us resonates with a sound. Okay, and each density that we are in resonates with a sound. And when you push through, there's a pushback, a resistance. So this is where you get the term that it's darkest just before the dawn. Okay, do you understand that? So things are at its worst just before you, ha you make that breakthrough. You get resistance, and then you're, if you have a strong enough will, right? What did he say? Right? So you have to have that faith. You have to have that understanding. His exact words or their exact words was, was the faculty of faith or will needs to be understood, nourished, and developed in order to have an entity which seeks past the boundaries of the third density. Okay, so you so you you have to gain the wisdom, the understanding, the the you know the the faith, the will to actually want to do it, and you have to nourish that, develop that in order to push past that harshness. So it's always darker just before the dawn. That when you're about to make a breakthrough, it, you only make that breakthrough by keep pushing forward and knowing that it's going to be better on the other side. Those people who do that are successful. I learned that if you want to be successful in life, you have to do that with everything that you do. If you want to be rich, you can be rich. You just have to stay focused and continue doing something over and over and over, even though you fail a billion times. Each time you fail, don't get discouraged and say, forget it, I'm not going to do it, because then you'll never will. I could have been a contender. Yeah, you could have been or you were. So you either are or you're not. That was the lesson that if you watch, uh, if you're a um, Star Wars fan, that was the lesson. I always hearken back to this when, when Luke went and found uh, Yoda and Yoda was teaching him. He said, I, he said I, you know, I can't believe it. He said, that's why you failed. He says, do or do not. And then he says, it's too big. He says, "You size think you know size matters." You think, right? Size matters to you. It's not the size, and that's when he said, "You look at me. Would you consider me uh, small? Am I weak to your eyes?" And he's like, "Well, no. You're Master Yoda. You know, he's like the baddest dude in the universe." That's right. And he was like two and a half feet, three feet tall. Okay, size doesn't matter. Bruce Lee proved that size doesn't matter. When it comes to matters of faith and, and 
fit in anything. It doesn't matter how big you are or how small you are. You just have to learn from the mistakes that happen to you in life instead of sitting down and saying it's all someone else's fault. You have to take the responsibility of your actions onto yourself. I'm this way because my parents may be this way. Society may be this way. No, you're that way because you let them. You're that way because you don't want to be any other way or you would be. You're a victim if you if you stay content with being a victim. You're not a victim if you say, okay, that happened, and that's not going to happen to me ever again. And I'm going to take actions to make sure that I don't get into that position again. You've now learned from that mistake, and you will move past it the next time it presents itself. You'll go, oh, no, here you come again, pushing back, you, you evil person, or, you, or the, you know, the opposition. The resistance pushing back. I know this. I've played this game. I've read this. I read the book. I got the T-shirt. And then I'm going to do this, and you're not going to do that to me again. And then if it does, you go, okay, what did I do wrong there? I got further. That's how you are if you want to start a business. You go and do it. You take that leap of faith, and you do it. Don't get rid of your job and your life. People do that, and then they crash, and they have nothing. Keep your regular life going. You have to keep a job to make a better job. It's easier to find one when you have one, okay? This society works by only giving people stuff they don't need. So you, ha- you have to not need it. You want to get a loan, you have to not need the loan. But you take out a loan so you don't spend your own money, okay? To, sa- to get a loan, you save money and get good credit. How do you do that, right? You go to work, you make sure you have income, and then you get credit, and then you don't fervorously spend all of your credit and get yourself into debt because bad debt or a lot of debt becomes bad debt and then this is, you have to play the game. I wrote a book about it. It's called How to Get Out of Debt in the 21st Century. Okay? How to Get Out of Debt in the 21st Century. Little teeny book. A couple hundred pages long. Right? I published it myself. I didn't pay someone. I paid a little bit, but I didn't have some big publisher. And then they wanted to charge me money. So when you read it, you're going to see grammatical errors, spelling errors. Who gives a shit? Look past it. If you can't look past that, sell the book and give it away to somebody that that, uh, can read the book. But if you understand what and why I did it that way, I did it because I'm low budget. But I got it out there. And if you read it and forget about the spelling or grammatic errors and listen to the message and read the message, what you're going to see there is... The secret to success in life. I have only paid taxes. I am 53, and I have only paid taxes once to the federal government of the United States of America. Once. That was the year I got married, my first, my first marriage. When I got married the second time, no taxes. I have not ever had to pay federal tax. Period. Because I understand how to play the game. State tax is a little bit different, and, and depending on the state that you live in, some it doesn't matter what you do, you're paying a state tax, right? They, they, they you know, especially if you live in a Democratic-run uh, 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 state, only way you cannot have to pay taxes is you have to be the wealthy. You have to be one of them that are in charge. If you're not one of the elite, you have to pay taxes. Okay, that's why Donald Trump said he never paid taxes, and then they they went after him and said, well, he paid taxes over in China. Well, that's because China. Is a communist country. They don't care how wealthy you are. There's no tax breaks and tax cuts for the rich. You pay no matter who you are. So he's going to have to pay more taxes to the, to the federal government of China than America because America is run by rich, wealthy uh, uh, elites who don't want to pay taxes. 
<laughs> That's why they move out of states that charge them. Everybody's fleeing out of California and New York because the rich elites want their money, and so they're making rich people pay taxes because they're not the super wealthy, the uber wealthy. Do you see? They cut that line up higher on the on the tablecloth. Okay, so the those who are not in charge are fleeing those states for other states who are like, look, you're you know, we'll we'll give you a tax break if you live here. You've got to learn how to play the game. That's what this is all about. It's the, in, in the law of one, how does that apply to what you just said, Leo? The law of one is an explanation to you, just like my how to get out of debt book is for finance. Or the art of war would be to combat. Or the art of the deal would be to business. It's all the same. The law of one, if you understand it properly, is telling you how to survive and make it in this place. All the secrets to getting out of here are in those six books. Okay? Now, I have the background to be able to see it. It's esoteric. There's that word. What does that mean? That word means that if you have the knowledge to see it, it's there. So, like, if you read the Necronomicon, he doesn't say, or he might have said it's esoteric, but he explains it. If you have the knowledge to see, I've read it. I'm going to have to reread it because at the time that I read it, I know that I missed something. Um, but I did get out of there as much as I could. And, I, and people have told me if you read it, the wiser you get, the more and more you read it, the more and more you see what exactly he was. Anton LaVey put in that book. Anton LaVey was very awake. He was awake so like he got crazy. And that has happened to people who are very awake. There's a lot of people that are good men and women who went a little crazy for a while when the, when you get that download and you all of a sudden you get that epiphany. And this is why I'm here to help those of you who are uh, on that edge or you have and you think you're crazy, you're not. You're not crazy. You just have learned something that blows your mind for real. So you have to reel, you have to be real, you know, reel back in, reel you back in. That's my job. My job is to reel you in and say, no, 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 you're not crazy. Let me help you process all of this craziness that you just discovered and just remembered from the Akashic Records. That's why I'm here to help with that. Not here to sell you something. I'm not here because I think I'm going to be some sort of, um, you know, religious leader. I could. I have all the credentials. I could go and get a church and, and preach in it. I can open my own church, start my own religion. I have the credentials to do so, but and the background, not uh, you know the 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 teaching, the teacher learning. But I'm, that's not what I'm here to do. That's not my mission. My mission is to help people to remember and understand the way the universe is and the way it works. And how that applies to the mind, the body, the soul, totality, complex totality. How that all works together. It all works together. And all and every single prophet for every religion was trying to explain that in their way to the people who listen to them speak. And it's still that way with the with the the you know the, the philosophic minds, the religious philosophic minds of all the religions now these wise people when they speak they're trying to give you the secret you have to be able to see it the, that's the one of the laws of the universe that you can't be i can't give you all of the answers i can give you the tools to find the answers because you each every single individual we are all only responsible for ourselves and we all of all can only discover a thing because we have to experience that thing and discover that thing. So I can say words to you from now until eternity, and if you're not ready to hear them, you won't. 
if indeed you are ready to hear them, you'll go, you know, I was thinking that, and you're the next, you know, you're the third person who brought that up today. You know, that must be true then, or there must be some reason for me to be paying attention to that. That is what I'm here to do. I'm here to tickle the fancy, as it were. I'm here to put a bug in your ear. I'm here to say the things at the appropriate time that make you go, huh, I'm starting to get something, I think. And then you move from that. But it's not because I have something to do with it. It's because I am a humble messenger of of the one. I am just a messenger that is saying, the knowledge is in front of you, just see it. And if you choose to see it, it's there. In the pages of this book, in every Talmud. In fact, it's there in everything on the planet. It's there in every book, every music, every song, every radio wave, every email, everything. It's there. It's in there for you to see. You go on the Internet, what you choose, this goes back to that other lesson that, that I'm also a Jedi Knight, by the way. So I might want to mention that because I always refer back to a lot of the Star Wars stuff. I am uh, listed as a Jedi Knight in New Zealand in the Jedi Temple. So I'm a, you know, I'm a priest there too, <laughs> right? I'm a padre, whatever there too, right? So the lesson when Luke looked to the dark place and said, what's there? What's down there? I feel something's there. And Yoda said, only what you take with you. And he put on his blaster and his, and his uh, lightsaber and he said, your weapons, you will not need them. We put them on anyways. And when he went down there, Vader was there. And then he pulled out his lightsaber and he attacked Vader. He was not passive, he was aggressive. He attacked Vader and chopped Vader's head off. And when Vader's head hit the ground, his face mask blew off. And it was not, in fact, his father who was in there, which he didn't know about yet. Or I think he just learned it. No, he didn't know about it yet. That happens after that. But it was him. It was Luke. It was himself. So he was facing his own inner demons because that's what he took there, the fear that Vader might be there was him. And he, so he took that there, and that's why when he came out, he, he didn't tell him right then, but he said later, that's why you failed. Do you understand? Do you see how that ties in? Okay, let's continue. Those entities which do not do their homework, be they ever so amiable, shall not cross. It was this situation which faced the Logwa prior to the veiling process being introduced into the experiential continuum of third density. May we ask if there are any brief queries at this working? So once the veil was there, right, and we had the forgetting, so we had chaos, then we, you know, we had the forgetting, we had, we had the good and evil, it makes it even worse and even harder for us. Because we don't understand anything, and so we're forced to quit putting our finger into the fire because it hurts. We're forced to stop hitting our head on a brick wall because it hurts. We're forced to stand up and fight because we stop. We get tired of being killed or raped or beaten. Do you see? So we graduate because we choose to, when we choose to. And each one of us does it at our own pace. And that's why we, we need to be less inclined to be telling people what they should or shouldn't be doing and let them figure it out. Because they're only going to figure it out if, it, if they're there. And once you die, if you haven't figured something out, 
or you haven't gone through and experienced something that you set down for yourself, that's that place where you reflect that he's talking about with the yellow ray body, out of body, and you're, uh, you're sitting down with your guides and yourself discussing, your higher self, discussing what it is that you set out to learn in this lifetime and how much of it did you learn? Do I need a refresher course? Do I need to learn something that I didn't learn? You set all those down again, and then the universe puts it into motion, and then, you're, then you come back, you're born, reincarnated, somewhere on the planet, and a lot of times you stay close to the ones that you were with before in clusters, and other people come through to help you at different times. So you, you make all of these things, these ties with all of these people to come in and out of your life at different times. This is the truth of the way things work. It's nothing's a coincidence. But you have total autonomy, free will. You have total free will, carte blanche, to do whatever it is that you want to do. You just have to put your mind to it and do it. Jesus said that, right? Literally, he said that in one of the books in the Bible. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was Mark. Don't quote me. I don't have my Bible in front of me or I'd open it and look. But he said, if ye have little faith, if you had any faith, you could literally move mountains. He didn't say you could figuratively move mountains. Literally move mountains. Because if everyone believed it so, we control this logos. Jesus understood that. We control the narrative here. Collective consciousness collectively on this planet makes things happen. That's why when enough people decide something, the politicians snap too. Even though they want you to believe that they are so uh, you know, omnipotent and they can erase you and make you afraid of them, they do that so that you won't. That's why they don't want gatherings now in the lockdowns around the world. They don't want you getting together and gathering in, in large amounts of people because then you come to the conclusion, you know what, I think this is all bullshit. And we're not going to take this anymore. And they don't want you to get to that point. They want you to turn on your friends, turn everybody in. Can't give thanks on Thanksgiving in America because you can't have too many people in the freaking room. And they want you to, all these Democrat people in charge, they want you to, to, you know what, just stay in your home and just do things with the people that already live there. We don't want you gathering and talking to people. We can't have you gathering and talking amongst yourselves because then you're going to turn the television off and not listen to the narrative we're preaching to you. That is the truth. That is the truth of what is supposedly the news media around the world. They're all controlled. They're all owned by the same 13 people worldwide. Look it up. Okay? Look it up. Okay, let's continue with this. Question 82.30. Questioner, is there anything that we can do to improve the contact or make the instrument more comfortable? Answer, I am Ra. All parameters are being met. Remain united in love and thanksgiving. We thank you for your conscientiousness as regards the appurtenances. I am Ra. I leave you in the love and in the light of the one infinite glorious creator. Go forth, therefore, rejoicing merrily in the power and the peace of the one creator. Adonai. Okay, so that's the end of session 82. So what I think we'll do is, since we only have like five or ten minutes, um, I'll probably talk past that, but we're not going to go on with uh, with raw uh, because um, why start? We'll only get three or four questions in, uh, so we'll pick that up next week. So we'll pick up at, at session 83. And my camera's off again, so let me. I guess you guys don't need to be looking at my ugly mug anyway, right? Hold on, let me turn it on. It's frozen. Where is it? There I am. Frozen. So let me get rid of that and turn it back on here, and we'll see how long it stays on. All right, so th that's kind of why uh, you can see 
the interpretation and the, the reason that needs to be um, interpreted is because of, of obviously what's going on here. What was going on? This didn't take, but I'm on the screen. That's really bizarre. My operating system says that you guys see me. Hi. <laughs> and I don't know if you're seeing that on the live feed or not. I'll find out in a second when it clicks over to that because uh, of the lag. There's a lag time. Uh, but it shows me there. But uh, uh, in my studio here, I don't have any control over it, so I can't fix it. Um, so hold on. Let me let me do that one more time here. That's that's really bizarre that, uh, that it's doing that. Now let me see if it'll let the webcam know because it's already in use, I think. Let me see. Okay, so somehow that's tripping, but I'm still live. Okay, so I don't know if you guys can see me. You guys can see me. All right, so let me make sure that I'm still live over here and that I didn't drop the signal. No, nope, the signal says I'm still live too, but no, you know, it actually says I'm live and I'm on the camera. So, <laughs> okay, I don't know why my operating system is tripping right now and, and I don't have any control over fixing myself in the screen there full, uh, to full screen. Okay, so that in a nutshell explains what went on uh you know in in the whole scheme of things and how things worked now you know today's black friday so i'm sure there's not going to be a lot of people live watching this right and there's there's a debbie debbie says hi hi um I, you, you can see me i know i i finally looked at both monitors the one in the in the uh um uh, facebook queue uh, on their their um, dashboard, and then I looked alive on the on my other monitor, and so that I know that I am alive, and actually you can see me. Uh, but my operating system, um, the controls for that say there's no, uh, the camera's not on, but my camera is on. So I'm not sure what happened there. There's miscommunication with the with the board, the control board. The control panel says there's no camera there uh, for me to to do anything with, but I'm seeing myself. Okay. So in a nutshell, um, w the, that basically what they went over there was, you know, because they started with how was it before the veil? Uh, and um, that's where, I, you know, that's uh, it was explained very early on by Raw in the first 12 sessions or so. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe a little bit further out, but it was explained very, you know, that Don has, he's very redundant, that, but that's his, uh, that's his mind as a physicist. You, everything has to be done like if you try to prove a theory you literally have to do it more than 110 times you have to be able to reproduce something over and over more than 110 usually it's 108 to 112 115 times in so that means you can do it every single time if once you do not recreate the exact same thing you sh you scrub it and have to start over there's something wrong that's how science works that's why it's so slow because they demand that, and, and you have to, really. That's why um, the vaccine that they're talking about, some people have some reservations about it, because for a vaccine to work, you have to prove it over and over and over and over and over and over and, and show that you, know, you have a high uh, um, chance of not having anything bad happen to you. But the way the FDA works in the United States of America, they're bought off by the big pharma, is that they don't really give a fuck. They don't give a shit, pardon my language. They just don't care because money's more important to them. So they'll cut corners and say, like they are about this, uh, these, these vaccines they have now. Well, they're acceptable problems because the worst thing that could happen is your arm could swell up the size of a softball, but that goes away in 10 to 12 days anyways. 
you might get fatigue and feel like you're going to die or you might have the, the runs, but that goes away over time. So that no one's actually just dying outright from it, so we're calling it safe. Well, some people are very sensitive to that stuff, right? So you know who you are. Some of you, you can get a shot of, of you can put battery acid in your body and you go, whatever, man, it didn't do that in anything. But those people, you know who you are that are that are sensitive to things. You're going to have problems. I'll be one of them because if there's a if there's something that can go wrong, I'm that guy, unfortunately, that happens to, right? So whenever I get a flu shot, I get the flu almost. I get sweaty and feel achy and you know and feel like crap, and it does go away, right? But for a thirty percent, because that's what the normal flu vaccine is, thirty percent only works thirty percent of the time. So you still have a 70% chance of getting the flu anyway. Why am I going to go and get a shot done when I have no idea what they're pumping into me, right? It could be whatever, but, you know, that's where you have to trust. That's a decision that each one of us has to make. Now, they're cutting corners to make that happen faster to get this, this thing out to people, and you have these Democrats saying they're going to require everyone to get it done. Why? If you're going to require, well, that's, that's the only way herd immunity is going to work. No, that's herd immunity has nothing to do with shots, Herd immunity is people get it. They get the immunity for it because they've survived it. They don't die, which is happening, oh, 99.999% of the time now and was from the beginning. It's just the only people who were really getting sick were old people, and then they were making sure that they all stayed together. I'm pretty sure that pandemic was done on orders because that way the numbers went up. And then you had the hospitals, we've proven this, that lied. They just flat out lied and got paid for it. Okay. So most of the numbers out there are fake. No one's talking about the fact that there's no false positives or no false negatives. What's the percentage of that? A man who used to run a pharmaceutical company was the only one who spoke about that. And he got erased from the Internet as a conspiracy theorist talking facts. Okay. Why would they do that? Because they want everybody to be positive. They don't, they don't care about a negative rate. They don't want you doubting. Their numbers. They want the numbers high, they want them often, and they want them scary. People who are afraid are easily controlled, easier than people who are not afraid. Okay? This you gain from wisdom. This you gain from questioning and breaking your conditioning and not listening to rhetoric, propaganda, because that's all the news agencies are on both sides. They're either a propaganda station for the Democrats in this country, that's every station except for Fox, or you're a propaganda machine for Republicans, all the Fox stations. The only way that you're going to get to the bottom of the truth is to watch both. I say this all the time. If you have children and you're not a child yourself, when the children are fighting and you go into a room, you don't really care. You're not looking for justice. You're looking for quiet and stop doing that. Okay, And then they say, well, he did, no, she did, this one did, and that one did. They both paint themselves as a victim because they are children, and their ego is telling them, mine, mine, gimme, gimme, gimme. They haven't understood that that's what's happening to them, and they won't until they, if they're lucky, they get it in their teens and 20s. Most people don't figure that out at all, ever. They just think they're adults, and they're pretending they're adults when mentally they're still 15 to 17 years of age. But they don't know it. And if you say that to them, and if I say that to you and you get upset with me for saying that, that proves it. My camera froze again, didn't it? It says it's frozen over here on the live feed. 
So, no, it's not. I am moving. Okay. So, so if if you get upset with me because I've said that, then then you are a child. Otherwise, you wouldn't get upset. You'd go, yeah, I see the truth of it. Okay? So that's the truth of that. So admitting that to yourself is a hard thing to do, and that's the resistance that you are now starting to push through to move up is the resistance is pushing back because you're starting to become wise enough to understand that, wow, okay, wait a minute, maybe I'm not this perfect thing that I think I am because that's the ego over here on your left side talking into your ear. Right, that's why they always have the little angel and the little devil, right, on one side or the other. I don't remember which one it is. It doesn't matter. One of them is there, there and the other one. Left side is usually the evil. Right side is usually the good because your, your guides, your spirit guides speak to you from this side. So the left side is the, is the ego and the right side is, is spirit guides and the, and the, you know, the, the uh, consciousness, the, the conscience saying, don't do that. That's wrong. You know that that's bad. How would you feel if someone did that to you? Okay. So the, the little guy over here, the ego is saying to you, no, do that. Take that. Steal that. Rape that woman. Beat that child. No, you should. They disrespected you. Drugs put you in a perpetual state of being between 12 and 14. And that's why when you're on dope, respect, don't disrespect me, don't diss me. That's the most important thing in your life is you better respect me to be first. I'm a grown-ass man. If you say those words and those words come out of your mouth, you are not. I'm a grown-ass woman. If you say that, you are not. You're saying that because you're trying to convince yourself and the other person. Grown-ass men don't say those words. They don't need to. Grown-ass women don't say those words. They don't need to. But when you are a grown-ass man or a grown-ass woman, you'll understand that, and not until then. So if you find yourself being annoyed because somebody disrespected you, okay, you're either living in the wrong neighborhood or you're living in the wrong neighborhood in your brain. Do you understand? Because if you're buying into that stuff on the streets... That's where you're going to stay. Okay? And why do you think they call it dope? People who are out there on the streets living that hard life, that's the thug life. You're never going to be over the age of 14 mentally. You're going to be in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. If you live that long, 80s, 90s, you're still going to be a child unless you choose not to be. And it takes work. You have to first look into yourself and admit to yourself, I got problems I need to fix. That's a hard thing. That's the dark night of the soul. That's the hardest thing you'll have to do in your entire existence is admit to yourself that you're not perfect, that you're fallible, and it's okay to be that way because you have to to learn. You, we don't learn by everything being perfect. If everything's perfect all the time, we don't learn. What we learn is I'm perfect and I can do anything, and it works. So you don't learn. That's the, the whole premise of this entire uh, a session and last week's session was explaining that originally everything was perfect and so people were like hey I'm just perfect doesn't matter what I do I'm perfect I'm Tommy perfect everything is perfect and I will succeed 100% of the time it's good to have that ability and drive but you, you here's where you get into like in, in management and politics you can talk the talk but can you walk the walk Okay, talking the talk is saying, "Hey, I'm, I'm, it's me. I'm perfect always." Okay, but if you don't get the perfect outcome 100% of the time, you're not perfect. So to walk the walk is to make that happen. Do you see? Do you understand? 
that's what this whole session was about was showing that life before was that way and then they had then, then the universe the universal mind the infinite wisdom of the infinite creator decided that the progression was not happening fast enough and people were not learning because they already knew what was going to happen the uh, the, end, the end game they knew the outcome so that's the forgetting the chaos evil the veil that's why it's here and why is it that it's okay for me to tell you that i'm giving you the tools to move forward if you see them if you take them and you understand what these tools do it will help you to remember what has been taken from you and you'll remember and by doing that you'll break your conditioning and by doing that you'll question and by doing that you'll learn and by doing that you will ascend that's what I'm here to do is help the people of this planet ascend because the people of this planet were supposed to ascend all of them were not supposed to be here anymore. It's not supposed to be anybody living in the third dimension on this particular planet. And everyone here is stuck and has been. And I'm not sure for how long. Time is not linear outside of this box. At some point, I heard the call and decided that my soul's peril to incarnate here, to be born here, to become a person here, but still seek a better life and try to uplift everyone and I have no idea how many lifetimes I've been here but I know that it's a lot because you, when you sign on to do that except for if you're just coming through now because we're getting to the end of it some people are just here for one two or three lifetimes whatever because they want to experience experience the ascension again those people are only here for a short time everyone else has been here for hundreds of thousands of years stuck here and when you sign on, you sign on for 25, 50, or, or 75,000 minimum. So I've been here for at least 25,000 years. And I could be here even longer. I don't have that memory yet. I will when I die. Each lifetime when I die, I have the remembering. Because outside of this place, you know all of that. Then you choose to come back here to help, and you have your mind wiped. That's how it works. Okay, guys. 11 minutes over. I didn't start early. It's Black Friday. I'm sure I won't get a lot of foot traffic live because everybody's out shopping or doing the second day, you know, gig from Thanksgiving. But it was Friday, and I, I promised to do the Law of One on every Friday, and I'm going to try not to take off the holidays unless, it, you know, like Christmas falls on a Friday. I haven't looked at the calendar. But I might even then. I might do it a day ahead or a day later, and I'll let you guys know when we get there. I'm going to try and not take off the holidays. Okay, we're under a lot of pressure and a lot of stuff that's going on, but there's relief in sight. Okay, um, there is still all the craziness that's going on with politics right now. That's not going to settle down for a while. Okay, um, so that's going to continue going back and forth and back and forth for a bit. Um, I I kind of know what's going to happen, but I can't say uh, because I try not to um, influence that because there is a there is a split in timelines. A lot of people don't know about that. That's, there's a temporal war, so there is a split in timelines. Um, so which course you take is your decision. So I can't say what the outcome of anything is. I could just warn, give you the tools and say this is what will happen if and this is what will happen if. Right? Which way you choose to believe is the one that you've probably already made your mind up for, with, and about. Right? So as things progress from there, you know, we're all in the same boat until we make that choice and make that leap and decide right okay all right guys um, now it looks like everything's trying to crash on me over here I don't know what was going on there but everything's trying to 
trying to do something weird. That was weird. I'm still alive though, but that was that was kind of bizarre. Um, yeah, I I just moved my cursor and like um, the all, all my windows on the internet just just uh, diminished and, and then I wandered over the icon and they they popped back up on the screen. I didn't touch anything to say to do that. Um, so I don't know if my computer is running some diagnostic and it was doing that or if uh, you know because of where I was talking I was having Facebook try to kick me off the air. I didn't I don't have any um, drop frames so I'm 100% on the air within the green. So yeah, there is nothing that that fell. Okay. So um, that was just my computer then. All right, guys, small minor glitch, right? Okay, so namaste. I love you guys. Share this out. Um, you know, people will, will listen to it over the weekend as the weekend goes, and that's what usually happens. I'll leave it up, of course, and I'll have it posted. The MP3 file, I last week I didn't get up until Wednesday of this week. I'm going to do that today so that it is out on Friday. For, for those of you, you'll hear it Friday or Saturday, whenever wherever it pops up for you in the world. Okay, and, um, I, you know, like I always say, share this because this information is actually very important. And those people who you think might need this knowledge or want this knowledge, there's me and there's other people doing this, and we all have our way of explaining it. And we're very similar. You can watch. There's like at least three people that are talking about it, including the LL Research Group. But they're coming out. They're just kind of putting it out. They're not really talking about it as much. I would wish that they would. But the people who channeled are no longer alive. So it's other people now. All right, guys, have a good night. Uh, like I said, share this out. I love you. This is Orion Rising. I am your host. I'm your director, your producer, your owner, <laughs> the host of Orion Rising, Leonard O'Neill. And um, I will be back. Um, I, you know, I still might do some news. So if you see things that are labeled um, Orion Rising news, know that it's going to be news and politics. So if you don't want to get mad about news and politics, don't listen to those shows. Same goes with Orion Rising and the Law of One. That's going to be about spiritualism and with a little bit of politics mixed into it because, unfortunately, that is everything. Because good and evil and the dichotomy between that revolves around um, politics because that is the controlling you know, factor. Politics and the big tech and um, the Internet and all of the television station and all the programming drives the narrative. Do you see? It's another ego and it's their way of controlling the logos. And you need to know that so that you can fight against that. And more and more people are waking up to it. All right, got to go. Have a good night.